Hello, welcome to another episode of the High Ground Powered by Premier Companies. Ryan, how are you doing today? I'm doing great today. You? Well, doing great. We've Good. got another Ryan in the podcast room with us, a returning guest, Ryan Bat. Nice to be back, Sal. And so we know Ryan. if we if Ryan Bat is in the house, we're going to talk about livestock. Yep. I feel I feel honored. This is the third time I've been here. I'm, I'm surprised we haven't like, discontinued the podcast or something by now. So We've received no complaints so no, far. No, we haven't had any complaints on you, so you're good. I'll try my best to make one today. I don't think we've had to censor him any either, have we? <laughs> no, he's not had. No, he's been he's done fine. Not like long a ball. We have to beep him, duck quack him out every once in a while. Well, Ryan, since you've been here, we have started a new uh, tradition. We start with the question of the day. And uh, so your question of the day today is, tell us about your worst day at work. Now, <laughs> before you get the, no tragedies, no uh, missing limbs, or at least well, at least limbs they couldn't Unless put back on. Unless you're a tree trimmer. Yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> That's pretty quick there, Ryan. That's what I'm known for. And the guest gets to go first. So tell us about your worst day at work. Well, you know, I've been thinking about this, and I'm glad you kind of maybe cheated it in there yesterday or something. But, uh, uh, you know, I – I think about the worst day of work is if you know if you know me I'm pretty high strung whenever it comes to getting down to right right at the first of the month and when that's when I, we have our biggest sales there at the, the Little York location and just by turn it falls into our Kentucky location usually has a big sale that day and you're always worried about getting out of there and getting on the, the same day well the the next day okay. the next day right. is the Little York one but uh, you always worry about getting out of there and getting stuff done and making sure you're all lined up because you know the speed is speed is money time is money but uh, uh, like I say we're we're uh, we're coming in there one day and I get there pretty early in the morning and I got my, you know, regular old button up shirt on the jeans and everything. And it's about this time of year, maybe, maybe like in the middle of May. And we we walk in there and it's, we had some cows that got in a different pen or something. We went around and moved them and it was me and another boy. And this cow comes out there and, and uh, he's like, Oh, we got to go unload this trailer. I said, okay. And cow walks out there and I'm right behind her shooting her in the pen and all of a sudden the green grass comes out, the tail goes <laughs> up and it just splatters all over me. And I'm, I'm head to toe covered in green manure. And I, and I look, I look at him and it's about seven o'clock in the morning. I just looked at him and I said, you think Walmart's open? And he said, I think it's open 24 hours. This is pre COVID. This is 10 years ago. And I said, I'll be back in a little bit. And he goes, are you really going to go walk in Walmart dressed like that? <laughs> That's where and, I'm thinking. And then I was sitting there thinking, well, I don't want to walk in Walmart like this. They'll give you the clothes <laughs> if you do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So anyways, I, uh, I decided, well, I'm going to go clean it off and see where I get to. And so I cleaned it off and then I get, get going into Walmart and I'm like, I wonder if I got a coat in the back. So I like put my coat on, you know, I'm, I'm ruining clothes as I'm yeah. going, you know, and <laughs> touching everything. I, you know, got. It, yeah. So, so anyways, I get to Walmart and I'm in there and looking around find some pants, find some shirt, you know uh come back out to the truck you know in about in about a 30 40 minute time this stuff's pretty well dried on me by that <laughs> point and then i get back to the yard and i'm like well should i change and i'm like yeah i'm gonna go ahead and change <laughs> so anyways uh went ahead and changed my clothes come back out there <laughs> and i swear i walk right back out there and i don't know if it was the same cow or not and she fires off again no way fires off again and gets at my sleeve and like the right side of my shoulder and I said, well, at least I went to work today. So, I, you know, I, I scrape it off and I keep going. And, and you know, I, I would say that, you know, that's probably about the worst day I've ever had. Cause well, green had, manure would be very environmentally yeah, and I th- friendly, I think so it, good for you. I think it maybe had some of the onion in it, too. So I mean, you <laughs> oh, know. my God. Because that's a unique smell. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> 
That's going to be hard to top. Yep. Uh, twice, twice in one day, one and you day. probably only bought one shirt, right? At Walmart, I bought one shirt, and from you know, and and I'll be honest with you, if you go out and look at my truck, there's probably at least white t-shirts, or there's button there's up something. shirts, or something underneath the seat, or behind the seat, or something to put on. So. Uh, I learned my lesson. So tell us about the looks you got in Walmart whenever you went in there. Uh, uh, I tell you what, you hear about the people of Walmart being that early in the morning. There wasn't that many people in there. You know, it was the you know the the older people in there getting their groceries and vegetables and stuff. But uh, uh, went straight to that clothing section. Went up. Uh, I don't even know if they even had the, you know, the self-checkout. That's what I'm wondering. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. You know, I hope the lady in front of me kind of hurries up. I know I'm standing back 10 feet, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't get my card out fast enough. You were social distancing before it was cool. Right, right. (laughs) Yeah. Twice in a day. Twice in a day. Yeah. That's pretty good. Well, I can go next. Or if you want to go, Ryan, I go ahead. ahead. Okay. Well, mine was, uh, gosh, it's been a long time ago. I bet it was 30 years ago. And uh, in our industry, it's a little bit dated here with telling the, the example. But uh, back then, we would impregnate uh, for, uh, chemistry, chemicals on dry fertilizer. And we'd go out and spread. You spread the fertilizer on the fields, and it would have the uh, chemicals, the crop protection products, would be mixed in with the fertilizer. So you'd blend it in there, and it would be all mixed up, and you would spread it over the field, evenly over the field. And... Uh, well, we had the truck broke down once it was loaded completely full. And the product that we had on there, and uh, give a shout-out to one of our other co-workers, Larry Huffmeyer. He's a former ICI and Syngenta rep, if he's listening. But one of the um, products on there was a uh, product called Sutan. Sutan Plus, I think it was. And it's got a very unique smell. It's got a really high vapor pressure, so it's you can just smell it no matter where you're at. And we had to scoop shovel that product off of there with all that fertilizer, probably about six tons, me and another coworker of mine. And uh, him and I always laughed about that. And to this day, I cannot, I can't even smell anything that smells resembling that product without getting almost nauseous. So not as bad as probably <laughs> the two in one day. And, and uh, But that was probably my worst day work. Oh, and it's hot too. It's about 98 degrees. That does sound like fun. Yeah, that was a long, long morning. At least you got character building. You got, yeah. good, got good exercise that day, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Character building. So, well, mine. I was uh, given the parameters that you've squeezed us into. <laughs> there's, there's a few that I could have done, but, uh, but I'll pick uh, scouting fields for a seed company that will remain uh, unnamed at this point. But uh, one of the farmers who was growing that seed corn had a Rottweiler. Oh my! And, oh yeah, he's a monster, but. To my knowledge, he was always pretty nice, but he'd always walk the fields with me. But corn was probably foot and a half tall, maybe. It was starting to get in that really fast growing stage where it snapped easy. Well, this dog gets in front of me, and he's walking, and apparently he gets in a uh, he gets on a trail of something. So he's nose down, hundred percent intent on whatever it is he's he's tracking rabbit i don't know but he's weaving in out of the rows and as he is i mean he's just plowing corn down i mean they're just snap 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 you know i watched him do it he's probably in front of me 100 feet and so i just yelled at him and i'm like hey <laughs> quit quit breaking down a corn or whatever you know which is what just, you yell at a dog well, yeah i mean you know obviously <laughs> well what I didn't under, and I probably called him stupid or some, you know, some derogatory term. Anyway, that dog was so intent on whatever he was doing that when I yelled at him, apparently it it jerked him back into reality 
and maybe scared him or it aggravated him. He was sensitive to whatever name that I called him. But this dog attacks me in the middle what? of this cornfield. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, he come at me like a bull. And, you know, in your mind, you oh always think, gosh. I can take a dog, you know. You cannot easily take a dog. He got a hold of my leg, and he was lucky because he had top of the uh, hold of the top of my boot as well. And he begins to just viciously shake back and forth. And I wore that dog's head out with both fists, just as hard as I could hit that oh dog over and over and over again. I mean, I just literally just beat this dog. His head, my knuckles were swollen. It was terrible. Anyway, he lets go of me like nothing happened. What? And just takes off running and goes away. So it's like, man, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit leery of that well, dog, yeah. you know. So uh, next time, not the next time I went, I didn't see him like for two or three times that I went. And then I stopped and I was like, hey, where's your dog? I haven't seen him for a while. He's like, well, he ran out in front of a coal truck and got hit. I was like, oh, well, I'd like to say I'm disappointed by that, but yeah, being attacked by Gosh. a dog, that is, uh, that is serious business. I will tell you, I, you just always think, I can take that dog. I'll just punch him in the head. That dog didn't care. You know, our interns and stuff now, we're going to give them a bear spray and things to take out because uh, you, you never think that'll happen. And I've never heard you tell that story before. No, it was, it was serious for a while. It was it was touch and go, and I don't know how long it lasted. I mean, it felt like by the time, well, the way my hands felt, it felt like that went on for a long time. It likely didn't. Oh, my but, God. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. I so. thought Ryan would tell the story when the buffalo escaped. No, we didn't. We, those those are top tens. But those no, are top yeah, tens. Yeah, yeah the manure <laughs> thing was by far the worst day at work. Yeah, yeah. Well, talk about work, Ryan. Tell us what's going on in the uh, in the livestock industry. I guess cattle and beef prices, or what's happening. Yeah, I mean, you know, we we come. I come on here the first time in the, in October or somewhere around that neighborhood, and and we talked about. You know the the cattle prices going up, and I think you know the, maybe the week before, the couple of days before, we talked about I, I got you some freezer beefs and yeah. stuff like that, and yeah. you know we talked about the prices, and I, you know there was kind of the joke that Ryan came up with was like, yeah, you ain't got your bill yet either, you know, and and we talked about that, but you know like if I gave you that bill today, it, it would probably be five hundred dollars difference per head. I mean that these oh things, oh my gosh, these things have skyrocketed since you know the you know last fall, and they just continue to get higher and higher, which is which is good. I mean, it's good for the, you know, the, uh, the farmer and stuff like that. But when it comes down to the bottom line of it, I, I still think we're making the same total dollars. I don't think that we're, hmm. you know, cause the year inputs and stuff like that are, are basically the same. So I don't, I don't think we're actually, um, you know, getting rich by no means, I guess, as the term is, uh, you know, you go through the grocery store and I think I commented last time, you know, going through there and looking at the prices and stuff and, you know, the prices seem to never go down in the grocery store. Now they run specials on stuff, but the prices never seem to go down. And, and I think that, I think it gets back to, uh, you know, you know, we're looking, I think maybe when you bought your fat cattle, we was looking at somewhere as a dollar forty, dollar fifty on those mm -hmm. fats. And now we're, now we're up into, I think we topped out at one seventy five there last week. And you know, that's, that's a lot of dollars coming into a 1400 pound steer. And that's a per pound weight for our listeners. And, and for those that may have not seen you on the other podcast, but uh, you have these sales every week, right? Yeah, we, yeah, we sell, we sell every week, uh, especially the local market here, here local to us at Little York, uh, uh, you know, uh, just basic start back, you know, I work for United Producers Inc and we're, we're, we're a pretty big company. We, we're, uh, uh, 17 livestock marketing locations, uh, that would do live auctions. And, uh, you know, we, we have sales just about every day other than Saturday and Sunday, but, uh, you know, just at our location, we're running, 
our numbers have picked up, you know, in the past couple of years with our with our slaughtered cattle, uh, or our fed cattle. You might say, uh, you know, those those things have been running in, uh, you know, the forty to hundred head categories. You know, we've we've picked up numbers on those, but uh, uh, we got some new buyers and stuff that came in. But you know, the market's just outstanding. Uh, it's a good time to have cattle. Good time to, you know, be in production and and uh, raising cattle. It just costs a lot to do it. So back to your point, you're saying that we're. It feels like we're making the the farmer is making the same per per head of, of steer or cow or whatever. He feels it feels like his income may not have gone up that much because the costs have gone up. Right. I mean, you know, it's it's it goes back to kind of the the basics of stuff. Uh, you know, when we look when we look at buying those cattle, you know, just because the fed cattle went up, you know, the feeder cattle have also went up. So, you know, those five weight steers that we talked about maybe at a dollar sixty to seventy when we came in here the first time, you know, those things are up to almost like two thirty, two forty, you know, the five and six weights. Uh, you know, so to break that break that terminology yeah, down sure. for let's do yeah. the five weights and six weights. So, so, so like, break that down for so, so a five hundred pound number one black steer that's weaned vaccinated and had all the shots and look and looks the part. You know that thing's probably worth if it weighs five hundred, it's probably worth about two hundred two dollars and forty cents per pound. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. You know, and then the heifers would be right around that two dollars to do to two dollars and twenty cents. You know, give or take just a little bit, but. Uh, uh, you know, like say that that's a you know we're we're talking, you know the first couple of weeks in April here, and you know uh, uh, grass is getting greener, so uh, I think the market's going to go up some more. Um, you know, there's a lot of farmers that's got grass cattle; they're going to turn out. The uh, the you know the grass grew a lot last week. Um, you know, everybody's mo- I think everybody's mowed their yard one time. Uh, so, you know, I, I think the market's going to get higher. It's going to get better. Uh, it's just a matter of getting the calves in, getting the weaned, vaccinated, going through all the all the process from then on. I guess so. Where 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 could it stop? Because I think um, I think also in that first podcast you did with us, we we talked about how long it took to get like if you wanted a hamburger, right? right? Right. What's the what's the amount of time to feed a steer out and get it processed? We're looking a year and a half, right? Or yeah, yeah. I mean, you're looking on that five weight steer. You know, you're looking. You know, around this time next year, you know, probably um, could be could be less depending on how much you graze it. A lot of them five hundred pound steers will go on grass right now, and grass till you know September, October, kind of when it starts getting shorter, depending on the rainfall. Uh, I tell you, you know, like not to get off subject on this, but you know, yesterday and the day before was our first kind of hot weather. Well, I seen more flies than I seen mm-hmm. in a long time yesterday. Hmm. You know, and then I noticed my cattle, like when I'm going out and checking them, a lot of them are laying under the trees already. So, you know, like the, the weather's going to change and like, you know, that's just a sign, you know, if I was a farmer almanac, I would say, Hey, you know, it's the first part of April. My cattle's already going to shade. They're not out grazing during the day. It's not really that hot. We ain't getting no humidity, but you know, like we could be in for a long summer. Uh, you know, so, you know, just, just the basic part of growing those cattle, you know, they got to be out eating something to gain weight. And if they're not out eating something, gaining weight, then they're not gaining anything. And we're just out here, you know, spinning our wheels. So, you know, we always got to be looking for ways to make those things comfortable to get in a certain spot. You know, a lot of people used to buy calves and say, hey, I'm going to butcher them, uh, you know, the first part of September or something like that. So I'm going to need a 700-pound steer. Well, you know, it, it all there's a lot of factors that play into that, uh, especially with, you know, like right now we're, you know, hopefully that everyone's using performance bulls and they got genetic information and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, you, it, it depends. You, you grow an animal how fast you want it to grow. With feed cost as high as it is, 
maybe you don't want to spend as much money, so it's going to take you longer to get the animal ready. Hmm. So uh, break that down for our listeners who don't understand. They drive by and they see a bunch of cattle out on, on a grass field. They might drive by a feedlot, see a bunch of cattle next to some silos and some feed bunks, if they're making that connection between the two. So on an input cost that you've referenced multiple times as they go up, there might be thoughts to say, yeah, I, I don't. That guy doesn't have any cost in that sense. He'd be bush hogging that or something yeah. if he didn't have those cattle out there. They must be free. So what are what are the basic input costs on grass fed versus feedlot fed? So so obviously, I, th- I think the grass fed would would be a little bit cheaper. But I, I I think you guys can answer more than I could. But if you're doing it right, you're putting fertilizer on and you're putting your lime on and stuff like that. Which you know I I ain't gonna say I'm the I'm the best at it. At, you know getting all my lime and fertilizer and everything on. And there's, there's a lot of farmers that don't think about we it. We know think, guys that yeah. can get that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, you know, you know, how, how important is it to, you know, fertilize your ground? It's, it, it's, you know, that's, if you're a row crop farmer, that's the most important thing it's you critical. can do. That, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it really doesn't matter so much, you know, some of the things that you do, but that's, that's the thing that that's basic one oh one. You have to fertilize your ground. Well, you know, it, the guys that have cattle and crops, they may think, okay, well, I'm putting all this stuff on my cornfield. So I'm going to run the cattle over here on this field here because I can't farm it. Guess what? You still got to take care of it because you're taking stuff off of it. Mm-hmm. And and like I say, I'm, I'm not the I'm not the best at it, but like I say, there's a lot of people that there's I There's still go, some costs. Yeah, yes, there's costs. So you got your fertilizer cost. Um, you got your uh, hay cost. Obviously, if you're doing the hay fields, uh, you know, you're taking off, putting on, stuff like that. That's what, and then and then also you got your uh, equipment costs and stuff that you have to figure some of that your fuel cost you have to figure some of that back in so grass fed you you know you're you're probably a little bit cheaper than you are grain fed just because uh, like you said you're driving down the road you see the silos you see the grain bins you see the cattle in the lot uh, there's no grass in there uh, those cattle are strictly whatever you give them is whatever they get so you know yeah they're getting some roughage but more than likely they're getting a a a mixture of feed or or a shell corn or something like that. So, uh, you know, your cost is going to be a little bit more just because they're contained and they're not out, you know, free choice grazing or anything like that. So, you know, I, I would say the cost difference to feed one out from 500 pounds to um, actual, uh, you know, the slaughter date on those calves and stuff like that would be similar in, in cost, probably three or $400 more to feed them on grain versus the grass. If you're doing your grass right. Right. But on the grass thing, they're probably not going to be as heavy and perform as much so long term of it it's going to be pretty similar okay, while thanks. we're on the topic and i think we had another podcast where we where we uh i think we said roughly that it really didn't matter what color the cattle are right that's right which made some of our listeners not that happy that we that we <laughs> <laughs> said that they don't have to be black cattle <laughs> grass-fed versus corn-fed right grass-fed versus corn-fed in my opinion, and it don't mean nothing. But in my, in my, in my, in my, in my <laughs> the honestly, silence, yeah. the, wit, the air gets sucked out of the yeah. room. I, I'm, I'm still going to stand by. It. Like I say, I've had, I've had some hate mail over this, but color doesn't matter. If, yeah. it, if it, it all depends on how you feed them, um, a good corn-fed calf, no matter what kind, breed, shape, size it is, is always going to have a little bit more mar- marbling in the meat. It's going to be a little bit more better. Uh, if you're wanting something juicy, you, if you think a big juicy steak is what you want, you're not going to go get a grass-fed beef. No, no. And, that, and that's the difference. You know, if you want lean, you know, that that's where it's at. You know, that's why we slaughter our cows, and they go to a different processing plant 
is to get the lean hamburger that we use at McDonald's or Wendy's or wherever that's not going to have all the grease in it. Mm. So whenever we can fry them as faster and all that other stuff, because the fat is what takes the longest to cook. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. All right. Um, I, this, I think I got one more question I, at least, but um, what, where's this end? I mean, it's, so you've, you talked about it and you've been in this role for uh, quite a while. Is this the highest you've ever seen the prices? This is not the highest I've ever seen. I think there was, don't, don't quote me on this, but like in 15 or 16, maybe, maybe even into 17 or 18, somewhere in there. But, uh, you know, we had, we had some of them lightweight calves bringing in the $3. The, the fat cattle, I think maybe touched two bucks, uh, $1.80, something like that. Um, but, but, you know, I don't, the, the, the best thing about that time of year or that year was, was we didn't have the high input cost, mm. you know, uh, pre COVID, I guess is what you would say. The new term is, is pre COVID. <laughs> so, so pre COVID, we didn't have all this high input cost. We was getting big money. The farmer was getting and making money. Yeah. And the farmer money. was making money yeah. then. Uh, but you know, like, like I say, it's, it's, uh, it's how you do your stuff. You, you know, you're in control of your operation you have to pay your bills. So you do what you can do to make it work. And, it, and it's, it's just basic, you know, uh, eighth grade math. I mean, you, you know, check some balances. You're, you're going to, you're either going to make money or lose money. You got to figure out how to do it. Yeah. And if you ain't making money, then or know, change something. Something's going to, something, yeah, you have to change something. Yep. All right. Okay. Well, Mr. Priest, do you have anything else? I don't think I do. I always appreciate you coming in. We get good feedback from yours. They, <laughs> yeah, well, they like the information. Yeah, <laughs> well, like I say, I, I enjoy coming in here. It, it's great to come in here and talk, you know, every, every little bit. And, and uh, you know, like I say, I, I ain't here to try to try to tell anybody they're doing anything wrong or anything like that. But, you know, just talk about the livestock of it and, and see kind of what, what we got going on versus what you might have going on. And like I say, we're always available uh, to talk to and stuff like that or come out and visit or anything like that. But, you know, I guess, I guess, uh, one thing I was going to throw at you was the, you know, the summer care and, you know, oh, go, oh, and, go, yeah. and going yeah. back, going back on that, you know, that just basically means call your premier companies and say, Hey, I need some fertilizer. All right. You know, in the fall say, Hey, I need, I need to get my lime on my pastures because, you know, and, and even, even there, you know, in February, March planting clover seed out there, just getting, getting something out there that's, that's different. You know, the, 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 the fescue goes a little bit, the fescue don't go a long way. So, you know, like I say on the summer care thing, I, I told you I was going to talk about was, you know, basically that just get, get out there and get that, check your fertilizer, you know, do some soil tests because those cows can't just survive on what looks green out there in the pasture. Broom sage. Right. You know. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Cause I mean, yeah. they are taking up their, their, their nutrients. Right. And, uh, just like us, I mean, if it's not, if it's not good quality food, I mean, they're not going to do as well. Right. And, and I'll tell and I'll give you a tip. If your cows are out there right now and it's the first part of April and they got long shaggy hair on them, you need, you need probably need to figure out what you're feeding and what you're not feeding. You probably need to get your mineral program, right? Um, if you're out there in the middle of June and your cows got brown tinge on their hair, you know, they're probably eating too much fescue. And, mm. and in September, August and September, whenever the switch falls off the bottom of their tail, they probably eating too much fescue. So you need, you're going to have to get something out there to get, get those cows changed and, and, uh, you know, get the, get the minerals and the nutrients out there. And it all starts in the ground and comes up. So you see, Ryan, those things, that, that insight right there, you just don't find that in a book somewhere. No, you have to have, uh, yeah. you have to have Ryan come in. <laughs> so. Not everybody has access to him. But so yeah, we want to utilize it. So, 
uh, when you talk about uh, the the minerals and stuff and getting that right, it comes up out of the ground. There's also supplemental ways we can do that. That's uh, we can do supplemental blocks and yeah, and yeah, tubs yeah and we can do the blocks and, and the tubs and stuff like that. And there and there's you know so here's a here's a big thing right now grass tetany. Uh, you know, like if we ain't been feeding a high mag mineral for the past month and we're going to turn these cows out in what looks like our lawn right now, we could be in big trouble. Hmm. What does that do to them? Uh, so uh, that basically just puts them in the system overload and, and it'll kill them within, oh my you know, like two or three days. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. So we got to get that magnesium up. Okay. That's good. good That's good information. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, with nothing else, we're going to put some of your contact information up again so the people know where to direct their questions about grass versus corn fed or what t- color their, their <laughs> exactly. cows are voice their complaints yeah. about your opinion i like it yeah. and, and if uh, if our listeners if they like the uh, podcast please like and subscribe uh that's important to us for some reason which we haven't figured out yet why but uh, we want well, not enough of them doing it yet. right <laughs> but uh please like and subscribe and that wraps up another episode of the high ground powered by premier companies thanks ryan ryan thanks for coming in thank you